hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that how I built it is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 101 of How I Built It. Today, I'm talking to my good friend and second repeat guest, Chris Lemma. Chris is going to tell us all about how he and his team at Liquid Web built the managed WooCommerce platform over there. And their goal was to make WooCommerce and e-commerce in general more accessible to people. So uh, he's going to talk through his whole process as well as some important information you need to keep in mind if you're building a e-commerce website with WooCommerce or any other platform, but we're really going to focus on WooCommerce today. So uh, that is the episode that we're going to talk about today. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to tell you about our sponsors, uh, Pantheon, who you'll hear about a little bit later on in the show, and a new one, Loxy. So today is brought to you by Loxy. From the team behind the events calendar, the most popular events plugin on WordPress, Loxy is the online events calendar that makes it easy to display and publish your events on any website. It was built with design in mind to easily fit your website, no matter where it's built, Squarespace, Shopify, and beyond. You'll hear a little bit more about Loxy later on in the show. So for now, let's get to it. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Good to see you too. I'm uh, very excited for this episode. Uh, I'm also very excited because we are recording this right before we both leave for Cabo Press, uh, which is a fantastic event that I'm deeply looking forward to. It is the uh, best business conference in Cabo. It, it, <laughs> it may also be the only business conference in Cabo, but it's the best business conference in Cabo. See, I was about to agree with you, uh, assuming you were stopping at best business conference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So with the qualifier, it's 100% true. Yeah. Um, But today we're actually going to talk about uh, your managed WooCommerce hosting uh, from Liquid Web. Is that right? Yep. Cool. So uh, first, for those those who don't know, why don't you let us know uh, who you are and what you do? Sure. So... um like you said, my name is Chris Lemma. Uh, I am the VP of products uh, over at Liquid Web. And the majority of what I spend my time doing is doing product development and managing managing product. So that often ends up being focused in WordPress and WooCommerce. We spent the first year that I was here working on, on WooCommerce. And then from there, uh, building out on top of that, the managed... Uh, starting with WordPress and then building on top of that, the managed WooCommerce offering. The the dynamic is most people know what managed WordPress is because it's been around for nine years, right? And so uh, people have experienced that difference. If you go back in time, you remember back when uh, if you were running WordPress on a regular shared host or someone at Rackspace, a managed host, 
and you called in and you had a problem, their answer was, do I need to give you more RAM or do I need to give you more disk? Right? That was it. And you're like, no, but I'm talking about the application. They said, no, we don't pay attention to the application. Right? Now, nine years later, everybody has had an experience with a managed WordPress host where you call and you have a question, they know WordPress. So they can help you. And that's awesome. But if you put a plugin on top of WordPress, right? And you're like, oh, I use this classifieds plugin. They're like, no, 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 no. I like I don't, I don't get into the applications that you run on WordPress. I just go up to WordPress. And and what's amazing is with more than three million WooCommerce sites on top of WordPress, that was still the state of affairs, right? And so you would have a, a WooCommerce store and something would be slow and you would call and they'd be like, well, uh, here's what we see at the WordPress level. And you're like, yeah, but what are you seeing at the WooCommerce level? No, that's, we don't get into plugins, right? We just, we, we're not, we're like, that's just, it's too complicated. There's too many of them. It's too complicated. And so we said, let's build a dedicated solution that much like managed WordPress was differentiated from managed hosting, let's differentiate managed WooCommerce from managed WordPress and really bring a lot of expertise, performance optimization, thinking about it differently um, for WooCommerce stores into the market. Nice. Yeah. And that's fantastic, right? Because those who have been around a while, like you said, will remember calling your hosting company. And and the answer that I got more often than not was, oh, well, you know, WordPress is inefficient. So it's probably something in WordPress. And I'm like, well, that's probably not the case. Uh, and then they would ask, oh, well, do you need more RAM or, or you know, more processing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but the managed WooCommerce uh, platform is, I think, the first of its kind, right? Yeah. And uh, especially the way that, that you guys offer it, which uh, comes with just a ton of really great tools. So, um, so as we get into kind of the research question here, I think the first thing I want to hit is you mentioned that you had to build out managed WordPress hosting first, right? So when you came to Liquid Web, there was no managed WordPress hosting and you couldn't just make the jump to manage WooCommerce hosting. Why is that? Well, a lot of what happens when you start, when you, if, if you're building a managed application in a managed hosting company, right? The managed hosting company pays attention to network and uh, operating system and disk and RAM. They, the monitors are set for that. But what you do after that, like if, if I went into, my, in, into our ops team and said, hey, tell me which of our customers on our cloud VPS are getting a ton of traffic, meaning look at the ingress routes for HTTP or HTTPS. Uh, if I said, whoa, show me the ones that are getting high traffic that are still HTTP, because I would like to offer them a migration over to HTTPS. They would be like, we don't, we don't look at that. Why would we look at the ingress layer for HTTP versus HTTPS traffic for sites that are running on their own boxes? We just, we're the cloud service provider. So when you, when you shift into applications, you have to go, well, I need to monitor different things. I need to interact with it differently. I need my support to be different. So um, thankfully, Liquid Web is already clear they were doing this, right? They were like, we're going to do managed WordPress because they had done a scan of all their accounts, all their services, and then gone, we have like 30% of our customers, 30% of our servers are hosting uh, WordPress, right? And so we should do this. And what, what I added to the equation was, yeah, you should. But after that, uh, we should do something dedicated to WooCommerce. And that's when people all started scratching their heads going, that sounds very interesting. 
what does that mean? And how big could it be? And what could we do? And how would we do it? And you know, to your earlier point, it is different. It's different than it. There's a ton of hosts, really good hosts, hosts that I have no problem recommending who will allow you to deploy WooCommerce like any other plugin, right? At one point when, when Bluehost and our friends at Bluehost launched it, they said, one touch deployment for WooCommerce. And you're like, it's one touch for every plugin. Like you just, <laughs> like you, you click a button and it downloads it, right? Um, and, uh, and so you're like, yeah, there's a lot of hosts and good hosts that can deploy WooCommerce. That's, that's not different. Our competition never, in my mind, it never was, you know, Kinsta, WP Engine, Flywheel, SiteGround, Bluehost, DreamHost. Those were not, Pagely, those were not my competition. My competition was Shopify and BigCommerce, right? Hosted e-commerce platforms. And when you compete at that level, you realize, well, those people are optimizing their system for high traffic load, right? Whereas imagine, imagine if you do, if you go to a regular WordPress uh, shop and you, and you install WooCommerce, a normative WordPress environment, right? When we're talking about how you build it, you start looking in the details, a normal WordPress environment, if you're a host, you're going to want it highly cacheable, right? So I think the default over at Kinsta is that you get two PHP workers. And there's, n- there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? Two PHP workers. In, in order to understand what a, a PHP worker is, you'd think of it as a cashier at McDonald's or Burger King. You walk in the door, there's a line of people, and you go, how many cashiers do they have? And uh, two PHP workers is two cashiers. You go, okay, why only two? Well, it turns out if you're running WordPress a lot, you're going to put a caching layer so that most of the requests never hit PHP. You just, you know, whether you're talking about full page cache, right? That's normally what we're talking about. So something like a varnish or a cache plugin, that, that you're, you want that hit, hit ratio to be 90, 95%, which means only 5% is coming through to your PHP workers. So you can be highly scalable and have two PHP workers. But try and do, try and go to any of these places and run WooCommerce and you're going to quickly go, oh, wait, this platform wasn't really designed for WooCommerce. It was designed for WordPress. It was designed for high uh, cash utilization, low PHP workers, and, 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 you know, in our world, we go, no, 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 I need, I need 100 PHP workers. I need 300 PHP workers. Well, if, if, you, if you want 100 PHP workers, right, and you go to one of those other places, you might be paying $1,000, $2,000 a month, right? If they even let you have it. And, and ours is obviously much lower. And so um, we, when we were building this out, we had to go, okay, first, let's get everything right for WordPress. But now, how do you layer on top of that and still tweak it differently so that you can get high optimization, high performance on a platform that, yes, you'll use some cash. I mean, we offer Varnish and we offer Redis for object storage. And you go, yeah, there's ways to do that. But most importantly, I I just need everything to be super fast, right? So then I got to pay attention to my infrastructure and shape it for e-commerce logged in transactions, not just non-logged in page views. Right. And and that's the big difference, right? Is that on, on WordPress... I publish a post, it's highly unlikely that I'm going to change that post for a long time. So you can reasonably assume that people will just be the same copy. But if I'm buying something, uh, I'm probably going to be logged in. The experience is going to be different from another person who could be buying another thing. And you can't reasonably cache that information. And you start getting nuances, right? Like, uh, 
let's say I want to cache the product page because you're like, it's the product page. They're, everyone's going to see the same. You go, yeah, but the product page has variations. Mm-hmm. The variations are changing an in inventory. And I don't want you to pick a blue shirt uh, that's size large when that large blue is no longer an in inventory, right? So now I'm dynamically changing that. And so you're like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, is going to be more complicated than just a regular blog post. Right, right. Or, or if you're, you know, split testing prices or something like that. Yep. Uh, there's like a lot of things that, that are moving parts with an e-commerce store. Yep. Um, so, uh, so you went like pretty deep there talking about like PHP workers and stuff like that. Um, but you, you also include a lot of extra services uh, for, for WooCommerce shop owners. Can you talk about like kind of what the decision making was there? Like I see you include Jilt, you include Glue. Uh, and, and things like that. Yep. So, so here's the thing, right? Again, if you get to the point of saying, my customer, the competition I have for that customer is buying Shopify right now, or they're buying big commerce right now. If you read the art, let, let's say you, you go to Google and you Google WooCommerce versus Shopify, or you know WooCommerce versus Shopify review, right? If you pull up the top 10 links, top 10 articles, you're going to read those and you're going to hear a story that goes something like this. WooCommerce has these features. Shopify has these features. WooCommerce has this interaction. Shopify has this interaction. WooCommerce has this, uh, you know, like, oh, it's WooCommerce is free, but you have to buy a theme and you have to pay a couple of feature plugins. Shopify is cheap, but then you have to pay for features. You also got to pay transaction fees. And you get to the almost end, the penultimate of the, of the article. They're about to tell you and they go, so basically... Through 90% of this article, it's basically a tie. And then you get the final paragraph. And it says something like, but with WooCommerce, you have to figure out your own hosting. You got to become your own DevOps. So you got to hire people to manage it. You got to support it, especially in high traffic. You're going to have your own engineering team that has to do this to that. So unless you're a developer, right, we recommend that you choose Shopify. And we looked at that and went, okay, so what we have to do is take that last paragraph out of the reviews. How do we build a product? How do we design a product where people no longer say, oh, but I also have this worry about managing it, hosting it, configuring it, getting it optimized for traffic and performance. What if I didn't have to do that? And you go, that's managed WooCommerce, right? But then when you do that, you then end up with, but hold on a second, we know some things. We know that... uh, there is no native cart abandonment with WooCommerce, which means Shopify is going to do it and you're not going to do it. That, that's not right. Or we know that Shopify, even though you have to pay, you, you got to go up the chain to get their advanced reporting, right? You, you're not going to get it for $29. But eventually when you go up, like let's say you're paying $299, you're going to get their advanced reporting, but their advanced reporting is not going to impact the performance of your store. And we all know if you're running advanced reports in WooCommerce, you're going to be using the same resources and doing the same stuff that your store uses to deliver value to customers. And that's going to kill you too. So we went out and did a deal with Glue so that we could have a best-in-class analytics and reporting solution that didn't have performance impact on the store. Jilt, abandoned cart is also a SaaS, so it doesn't affect the performance of the store. A lot of people are like, oh, but it's cheaper if I just go buy this plugin. And you go, right. But if that plugin does all the work on the same server and it's pulling data and running queries, then your site slows down. So we started looking at some SaaS partners 
to integrate so that we could keep your site going really fast, right? Speed and performance being the most important thing for an e-commerce store. So we did that. We turned around and went, okay, what else, what else do we want to give these guys, right? What else should be in, in this package? And so we tested 50 different uh, WooCommerce themes, right? And found the fastest, right? The fast, inched out in front of a couple others by barely a little, but um, Astra was the fastest performing uh, theme for, for WooCommerce. And you go, okay, so Astra's free, which is awesome, but Astra has a pro edition, which is a little plugin that goes with it. And that opens up a lot of configuration for WooCommerce. And we went, let's go do a deal and get Astra Pro here for everybody. So everybody who signs up to our business plans, right, which is the 250 mm-hmm. and up, um, they, they get that. They get, they get Beaver Builder too, because Astra is great with page builders. And of the page builders, Beaver Builder is the one that is not only incredibly powerful, but also really good with caching. And so you go, okay, let's get these together. Um, and so we said, okay, we'll get you the page builder, especially for your landing pages or product pages mm-hmm. where you're doing something custom. We'll get you Astra for your overall theme to be fast. We'll get you uh, reporting through Glue, again, if you're in the business panel. And we'll get you um, uh, Jilt to do this stuff. And we'll get you a, a high amount of PHP workers. We'll give you a good amount of RAM. Um, so when you go look at the chart and you see what you get for that price, Nobody who's running a real store has ever called me up and said, yeah, but can I get a discount? Because this is kind of expensive. In fact, a majority of our customers who have come from other hosts have lowered their fees, right? They were paying $1,200 and now $750. They were paying $600 and now $250, right? Because we increased their RAM, or we increased their PHP workers, or we increased their feature set, and they didn't have to pay for some of those other plugins. And they go, you're, you're, you're building the whole solution. And you go, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm building you a solution. I'm not just saying this is about WooCommerce, right? Most companies that say, yeah, you can install WooCommerce here. They're just like, yes, you can install the plugin. Our goal was to build a total solution. And so for all our business plans, which is the standard, the plus, the pro, and the enterprise, um, we've created a solution that comes with a whole bunch. And then of course, as we launched in the last 30 days, we said, yeah, but not everybody has an existing store. Not everybody is spending $1,000 or, I mean, yesterday I was on a call with a guy who was spending up to $100,000 a month in hosting, who had just shifted over to an AWS plus Rackspace combo, brought it down to 30 grand. And my quote going out to him is going to be something like $6,000, right? and we're, we've looked at all the data, right? And what, what they're paying for is not always just the hosting. They're paying for the support or they're paying for mm-hmm. the knowledge that can help them with this or they're paying for the ability to extend their servers when they need to do stuff, right? Dynamic adjustments. But they're paying a lot and, they're, and almost everyone that comes over starts paying less. But that's because they're, they're serious, right? 400 to 500 concurrent users on the site at any given moment in time, right? You're like, yeah, all of us would love to have stores that are, that are running four or 500 people at the same time, hitting that store, trying to buy stuff. There's a lot more people that are, that are looking for starter plans, right? And so, you know, over the last 30 days, we've rolled out three of our four starter plans. Um, the beginner plan, now we have the basic plan, and we have a marketplace plan. Uh, the one that will come out in the next couple of weeks is our drop shipping plan. And, uh, and those are all for people who are just getting started, right? The beginner plan starts down at $39. Uh, 
And then the others are 99, 125, 149. And, and the, the dynamic there is people who want to get started. You, you tell me you want to get started with dropshipping. I want to get you started with dropshipping, right? Like you're going to be ready to go. I, you want to start with a marketplace. I'm going to give you the marketplace Dokkan plugin and we're going to help you get started with Dokkan so that you, you can run a marketplace, right? Um, if you're a beginner, we, we wrote some additional code that locks in either how many uh, SKUs you have Right, so you could say, "Oh, I have only 15 SKUs, but I want unlimited orders," or you can say, "I have, I have, you know, way more than 15 SKUs, but I'm going to tap it out at, at 150 orders." Right, and that lets us really constrain it, which allows us to shape how many resources we put against that. Um, but you get started for $39, and at any point, if you're like, "Oh, I want to take off the constraint," our basic plan is, as you know, we we run one command, right, and we'll take the constraints off. And you you shift into the basic plan at ninety nine dollars. And if you are making enough sales at thirty nine to say I'm ready to take off the constraints, then ninety nine is not a problem, right? So we started with the serious plans because we started with serious stores and customers that were running serious stores. And then we said, now let's back up and and fill in the bottom part of this to make sure that people who are just getting started had an easy way to do that. Today's episode is brought to you by Pantheon. WordPress 5.0 and the new editor, Gutenberg, are coming. Are you prepared? Do you want to learn about the changes in advance? Pantheon has gathered resources to help you prepare, including webinars and tutorials. Pantheon also has made it easy and free to try Gutenberg with your site before the official launch. Visit pantheon.io slash Gutenberg. Let them know that How I Built It sent you. And now... Back to the show. You mentioned a lot of things here that really boil down to this. You are helping people make money, right? It's I've always said to people, it's it's a little easier to sell like the price of an e-commerce store or a website that is directly making money because you could say, right now you're spending this to make this. I can help you make this if you just increase your spending a little bit, right? So like for the beginner, if they're spending 39 bucks a month, they are if they make two, three, five sales or whatever, that's justified, right? And they're able to uh, go to the next level where they, they're getting more resources, more tools. When you get into Jilt, Jilt's pricing model is incredible, right? Because the first 25 recovered carts are free or something like that. Um, and by that point, you're like, well, they've already recovered X amount of dollars for me, so it's worth paying for. Um, so you really are helping people get started with online with e-commerce. Um, and then you're, you know, making them customers for life because you offer the best service. So that is exactly right. Our goal is, is eventually to make sure that people think of WooCommerce in the same way they think about Shopify today. People go, Oh, Shopify, I don't have to think about it at all. And WooCommerce, Oh, there's so much to figure out. And we go, well, Actually, I think we can mitigate that so that there's not a lot for you to think about. But once people start working with it, right, you start realizing, wow, I have some constraints in a Shopify or big commerce world that I don't have in WooCommerce. The flexibility, the open source, the speed of customizing something, right, is dramatically different. And so you get customers who are saying, oh, by the way, I have this, I have this one-off inventory system. And you're like, yeah, there's a, there's a plugin for that. You know, that's great. 
Shopify couldn't do it. Or, or they go, oh, well, there's a plugin that does part of that, but doesn't do all the rest of it. Oh, but it's open source. So you can, your development team can take it and layer on top. And they go, this is amazing. That just took two months of our development time. You go, right. So the flexibility of WooCommerce allows us to compete better than better with Shopify if we can do the rest of our part right, right? If we can get rid of the headaches around the hosting and everything else, then we can do all that. And then where we really spend time is helping people speed up their stores, optimizing it, making it go faster so that they make more money, right? We had a customer who was using WooCommerce on AWS. Um, they went, they crashed. They just straight up fell over and uh, minutes after a launch. And so I got a call about 8 p.m. said, 7 p.m. said, hey, can you get on a phone call with these guys because they want some, some help? I'm like, yeah. So we started the call at eight, just like this on a Zoom call. And uh, I was on, and I told them, I won't get off this call until we have a plan, right? So we were on the phone with them until two in the morning, right? Wow. But by that point, I pulled all their code down. We had done a scan over a bunch of stuff so I could figure out what was going on. And I went, oh, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. The development agency was on the call too. And they were like, we're, we're out of our league. Like we didn't know, we didn't know what to do. And it was, it was fine. There was nothing wrong. They just admitted. Right. When we, you know, they, they designed the entire theme using ACF to, as their page builder, right? Mm -hmm. And they hard-coded things. So if you hard-code something, part of what that means is the full page won't load unless each component loads. But that component was tied to a plugin that was really poor performing. So when you turn off the poor performing plugin, then the panel doesn't load. If the panel doesn't load, the rest of the page doesn't load, you're white screen. And you're like, uh, guys, you got to, like, this is a bigger problem, right? So we say, well, you have, a, you have a whole audience that is ready for this launch. Let's just go spin up a new store, a little pop-up store just for this one product. And we'll get you making money. And then we'll turn around and we'll integrate it back in and we'll do this. So in two hours, they generated, we, we did that. We, we helped them spin up the new site, get everything configured, get it running, um, bring their product inventory over for that product line. Um, we launched within 48 hours. Wow. Right? I don't, I don't really know, you know, there, there's not a lot of agencies that would be like, if you call me on Sunday, I can have a brand new site for that product line launched Tuesday night, right? Because most of them are like, well, if you call me on Sunday, we can have meetings this next week and then we can get right. on a deal and then we can put out a project plan and maybe in three months. But these guys had an audience that was queued up, ready to buy product, right? So we did a pop-up store, got it up. And the first two hours, right? They did more revenue in two hours than they had done in their best month of the year last year at Christmas time. Wow. Right? Now, what we focused on was the engineering, the infrastructure, and at the low level, the code that would make sure that their page could load fast. When we first started working with their pages, they were loading in 28 seconds. Right? I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if it goes down because even when it's up, it's not really up. Right? Yeah, right. And then yeah. we, got them, we got them down to like 1.7 seconds, right? And uh, it was fantastic. And then even, even as we were doing it, I don't recommend this to anyone, but while we were doing it, there seemed to be some problem with the payment gateway, right? And so people were queuing up and, and getting stuck right in that. Like you could watch it in the Google Analytics real time. Mm -hmm. We're watching it and seeing there's this choke point. People are sitting at the checkout and there's too many people at the checkout concurrently. There's a problem there. And we started looking at the API calls to, to PayPal and going, oh, there's a, there's a problem, but it's not on our side. It's on PayPal. So, so we said, oh, let's switch the payment gateway 
PayPal standard where we just route them to PayPal and they can just check out there. We're not going to use their API. We, I'm not joking. We did the change in real time, right? So I got a developer who's on the phone with me and I'm like, okay, install the standard. Okay, get it configured. Okay, but leave it inactive. Okay, I have it here. Now uh, look at the product guy on their side. Tell me, you look at the numbers, right? Where are we at? Let's get to a point where it slows down for just a second. Okay, we went from 800 down to 200 people concurrently on the checkout. Okay, now swap. I'm going to turn this off. You turn it on and everyone will just move on with their cart active straight to PayPal, right? And they didn't, not only did they not lose a thing, all of a sudden you saw in realistic, in, in real time, right? You saw, oh, people are no longer choking up here, right? The checkout page is not aggregating all these concurrent users. But also, right, look at PayPal now just bringing in money, right? One order after another, after another, after another. And we're like, okay, we're good. And the, the CEO of the company is like, do you, do you always do that? Like, do you have to do, like, that's, I've never seen that happen. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend changing payment gateway in the middle of a product launch, right? Uh, but you had, a, you had a problem and we had to solve the problem because what you don't want is everyone to look, you know, look back later and go, yeah, that was a mistake and we, didn't, we couldn't get that done. But a lesson learned, I guess we'll learn for six months later for our next product launch. You're like, no, there's money on the table right now. Right. That's, that's an expensive lesson to learn. That's right. Especially one that you could fix in right the now. moment if you can. Yeah. Wow. So that was, uh, I mean, this is not a video podcast, but if you uh, could see what I looked like while he was telling that story, it was like the same look I had when watching like The Last Jedi, just like uh, during the fight scene with Rey and and Kylo Ren. Uh, So uh, that's an incredible story. Um, And uh, I haven't even gotten to the title question yet. We're we're coming up on time, uh, but I, I, for the title question, I want to ask you something a little bit different because we got a lot of the the details uh, for how you put together this hosting. Um, if I want to build a fast site, how would you build that? Like, what would you recommend I need for that? To build a fast WooCommerce site? Yes. Um, so several, there's several dynamics that, that are at play here, right? First of all, you need image caching and image CDN. You need image compression, so people will upload images that are way too big that they don't need. I mean, they're only going to show 600 pixels wide and they upload a five meg image and you go, no, no. So you want to compress your images. Uh, you want to use a CDN, right? For the non-image files, whether you're talking about your JavaScript files or if you have PDF files or anything else, um, you want to be able to get those in the, in the broadest and most distributed dynamics so that... Uh, anyone anywhere in the world who pulls this up is getting it from the edge rather than running all the way to your server, which allows you to have more transactions per minute on the server because they're not worried about doing other things. That's another piece you want to do. Uh, You want to do something we call, you know, ruthless prioritization, which is look over every single plugin and figure out if you need it or don't. There's a lot of plugins on sites that you just go, nope, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. Um, What you really want to do is evaluate the performance impact of any site, which means you need to get good at testing. But uh, you want to understand the performance impact of any plugin on a site, but you also want to understand the revenue implications on a site. If you have a pop-up that is not super fast, has a couple issues, etc., but it generates 30% lift on your revenue, you keep that baby there. But if you have something that you like, because you think it's super cool, there's a little video of me that slides up in the transparent background and I'm talking to my customer. And you're like, not only is it poor performing, 
no one's ever clicked it, right? You've, you've been like, and come here, click here to go to my, then. and no one's ever, you have zero click, turn this off, but I like it. And it's me talking and it feels good. And you're like, turn it off, right? So um, the ruthless prioritization gets, gets gone a lot. a lot. Another thing we see in there is that sometimes you have plugins that you're, you're using one feature on a plugin that has 48 features. Um, and yet you got to you got to load a bunch of JavaScript. Every time that page loads, you got to load a bunch of images and, and other, other scripts. And you're like, no, this is bad. Let's just take the one feature you really need and load it into something like code snippets. So it does that one feature. And uh, that's, again, a lot of mistakes that happen when a store is built by someone who may not know how to write that line of code. So they just keep grabbing plugins off the shelf. And you're like, no, that's suboptimal because you're, you're causing the PHP engines of your server to do work, to parse and process stuff that you don't even need because it's not a feature you're using. Um, then I'd say uh, there's a whole bunch of, uh, either it's in WordPress or WooCommerce, there are settings and features that really you can turn off. Perf Matters uh, is a plugin that I use often. Um, Perf Matters will let me quickly turn a bunch of these things off, right? Like um, Windows used to have a writer, Windows Writer, which let you mm -hmm. write blog posts from their desktop. Um, yep. There are there, there's code base in WordPress to let you hook into that. If you don't have a Windows computer at all, you're not likely to be writing your blog from there. And if that's not part of what you do, turn that off, right? So um, so so part of what happens is you use something like Perf Matters to close it off. But Perf Matters also has features like um, um, pre-calling uh, and pre-fetching. Uh, sites and resources, um, prefetching and, and working with uh, DNS prefetching. So that's connecting to servers or other places, other domain names. So there's a lot you can optimize there so that things move a little faster. Um, and then uh, having a lightweight theme, which we've talked about already. Uh, from there, I, I think you're, you're in a pretty good place to do the last step, which is performance test over and over again, right? Because as you performance test, you're going to find little things that you go, huh, what's going on here? And that's when you realize, ooh, I need to optimize X, Y, or Z. This episode is brought to you by Loxy. Your website needs a calendar, and Loxy is made up from the experts behind the events calendar on WordPress. Loxy is the platform agnostic events calendar you can embed into any website with just a simple cut and paste. Loxy makes it fun and easy to build a calendar and add events with robust listings. It's free to build your calendar and you only pay when you're ready to publish. I can't stress this enough. If you need an embeddable events calendar, no matter what platform you're using, Loxy is the way to go. So you can check it out by going over to loxy.io. That's L-O-X-I. Io, and exclusively for How I Built It listeners, you can use the code GETLOXYNOW for your first three months free. That's G-E-T-L-O-X-I-N-O-W for your first three months for free. And now, back to the show. You mentioned Perf Matters. That's a WordPress plugin. Um, I just picked up WP Rocket, which I think maybe does something Similar? Do you have do you have a preference one over the other? So I like uh, I like WP Rocket a lot. Um, and on our particular platform, because we're offering Redis and because we're offering 
um, varnish. And because we're, you know, we, we roll in a couple other things. Uh, some people go, oh, well, I, I don't think I need uh, mm-hmm. WP Rocket to do that. But if you're not on our platform and if you're just trying to get a site fast, um, WP Rocket it can be an incredibly useful uh, product to help you navigate through a couple of these different things, right? Not, not just one thing, right? So um, yeah, you'd, you'd want to look at a couple of these different tools to see what's right. But um, it, it does some optimizations and it also provides some cache and it lets you connect to other solutions if you need to, right? So um, there, there's a lot in there that's very, very powerful. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. Very cool. I, I, actually, I was between the two and I saw your uh, testimonial on the WP Rocket page because I do, I have Liquid Web managed WordPress hosting. I don't have managed WooCommerce hosting uh, yet. So uh, we can work on that. <laughs> well, I <laughs> cool. So uh, there'll be a bonus episode after this where we talk about that. <laughs> but um, that's, there's a lot of really great information in there, right? So if you are not on, on liquid web hosting, um, then, you know, these are definitely some really good takeaways. Um, we also talked a bit about your plans for the future. You mentioned that you're rolling out a drop shipping uh, uh, tier or level. Yeah. Uh, I just spoke recently to Anton Crowley, Crowley uh, from Dropship Lifestyle. Uh, that episode is actually coming out after this one launches. But um, drop shipping is uh, a very interesting uh, topic to me. Maybe in the last few minutes, um, uh, your plans for the future. Why did you choose drop shipping as a specific level? Because um, when we talk about people who are getting started. In, in e-commerce, the, the two that are the hottest in 2018, predicted to also be hot in 2019, right, are drop shipping and marketplace. It doesn't mean that people aren't going to do courses. It doesn't mean people aren't going to do membership sites. It doesn't mean they're not going to do lots of other things. But the hot ones, the, the ones that are tracking and people are searching for in you know, Google Trends and the ones that people are looking at in other platforms like Shopify, um, you look at these things and you just go, yeah, people, people want this, right? One of the things that they have in common, drop shipping and marketplace, is people don't have products. So when you don't have products, but you want to get into e-commerce, what do you do? Well, you let other people build you the products, right? Or you let other people create their stores in your store and let them sell their products, right? So either way, drop shipping marketplace is there. So um, our drop shipping uh integration is with a product is a SaaS product called Shopmaster. And uh, most people I talk to have never heard of Shopmaster, right? Uh, but again, the people I'm talking to are WooCommerce people. So they're always talking about, oh, I did a Google search for WooCommerce and dropshipping or WooCommerce and AliExpress. And what are the plugins there? And there's Ali Dropship and there's Woo Dropship. And I mean, there's a couple of those. None of them were doing what I, what, what I wanted out of this, right? Um, and, uh, that's where I went, okay, um, let's go figure out what, you know, what happens if I don't just want to be with AliExpress? What if I want to be with, you know, Amazon too? Or what if I want to be with, you know, other, other pieces? What if I have more than one website, right? You start getting into these nuances and you realize, no, I need a, I need a better one. And of course, as you know, I'm a big SaaS fan. It's why we do so much what we do, uh, the way we do it. And so we went looking for a dropshipping SaaS that we could integrate with. Um, and that's Shopmaster. So um, we're very excited to roll that out in the next couple of weeks. Very cool. Well, I'll be sure to try to pair the dropshipping episode 
closely with this one so that you kind of get a one-two punch That's right. for your 2019 plans. You can get the Liquid Web drop shipping tier, learn how drop shipping works, and maybe have a lucrative 2019. Uh, that is, I mean, Always, it's a pleasure talking to you, but I do need to ask my favorite question. You provided a very good answer to this last time, which is, uh, do you have any trade secrets for us? Yeah, yeah, I think I, think I can give you uh, something, something interesting. Um, so so one, of the things, one of the things we know, right, when it comes to e-commerce is that speed is everything, performance is everything. In that space, one of the things we know um, is that when your store takes more than 2 to 2.7 seconds to load between pages, people's session length drops off by 50%, which means uh, people will leave. And, and that's our experience too, right? When you go to a website and you click and you have to wait a few seconds and you click and you have to wait a few seconds, eventually you're like, forget this, right? So... Speed's a big deal. Performance is a big deal. It has direct impact on session length, which has direct impact on revenue. And what you really want to do is performance test your store. And people go, yeah, yeah, but I don't know how to do that. And I don't even know what test to create, right? And what we've told people forever is, um, hey, heads up, uh, Liquid Web will do that for you, right? If you come over here, um, and you get, you know, with our, especially with our business plans, we have a whole bunch of different tests we've created and we can run your stuff through tests and tell you where there are things that are poor performing. Right? That, that's it. But my little insider secret is not that, right? It's not a pitch for coming to the web. My insider secret is, I think those tests are public somewhere. I think all those tests that you can potentially load up at load impact and run on your own, I think they all exist somewhere publicly. So. Um, a, you can look around for them, right? Or B, you can email me at chris at liquidweb.com and I can send you a link to the repo so that if you're one of those people who goes, oh, I want to tell my customers, you know, that I've performance test their store or I want to know how to do this for my store. Or, I wanna, um, that's, that's our little secret. I think they're public already. And so we can help you get access to them so that you can run your own. Wow. That is... Uh a great call to action uh, and a great piece of advice. Uh, so you already told us, but uh, where can people find you? I'm over at liquid web. Uh, so you can find me at Chris at liquidweb.com. You can also find me uh, blogging over at liquidweb.com. I also have a blog over at Chris And of course the easiest way to reach me is on Twitter, which is at, at Chris Lemma. All right, Chris. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, buddy. And thanks out there to everybody listening. Uh, until next time, get out there and build something. Thanks so much to Chris for joining me today. It is an absolute pleasure talking to him whenever I have the opportunity to do so. I appreciate everything he talked about, uh, not just from a building a platform standpoint, but good advice for any e-commerce store, right? Talking about the importance of performance and how you can improve performance and how he let us in on a little secret that uh, drop shipping is very popular. In 2019, I'm actually going to have a guest talking 
all about drop shipping. So definitely look for that in the future. Uh, once again, thanks so much to our sponsors, Pantheon and Loxy. This show would not be possible without them. The question of the week for you is what are some ways you can improve the performance of your e-commerce site? I just went through this myself uh, by working my way through some performance issues over on Creator Courses. And I'm curious, what are some ways that you can improve the performance of your e-commerce site? Let me know on Twitter at jcasabona or email me, joe at howibuilt.it. If you want to join the conversation with other listeners, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash Facebook and join the community over there. You can find all of the show notes, everything that we talked about at howibuilt.it slash 101. So head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. It helps people discover us. So I think that's everything. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to the sponsors. And thank you for listening. Until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>